The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. Let me um, let me just get it up. <laughs> Ooh, oh boy. <laughs> um, it's not that kind of pot, Joe. Oh, it's not that kind of uh, podio, podio podcast. I tell you what, making the notes of the times and stuff, man, really fucking helps. Uh-huh. Thanks Ooh. for that input. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> That's nice, dear. Good for you, guy. Hi there, and welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast. We are just two friends with a lot to say and no one to say it to. I am your host, Michael Hobley, and I am joined here with my co-host, Joe Barker. Joe, how you doing? Hello. I'm good. What? Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I, good. Always, I got blown away by that hello there. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Guten Tag, dear boy. <laughs> yeah. <God>. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long day, Joe. Oh, dear. It hasn't been. I've just been stuck in Baldur's Gate world for God knows how long, and that's all Pro I can think long about. long period of time. Mm, I finished it. Woo! Did you? Yeah. I finished a game as well this weekend, and I'm a bit disappointed because it was a game that I literally got on Friday. Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, wow. I finished it already. God damn it. And as we're going to talk about, I was actually out all the Saturday as well, so I managed to finish it on <laughs> Friday night and basically Saturday night, Sunday. Did you sleep? Mm, not much. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, it only took me... A hundred and something hours to finish Baldur's Gate. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's a long game. Yeah, and I, I I missed so much. I've I've now started a new save, and I'm already doing loads of shit I didn't do in my yeah in, in my previous save. See, I would really get into that game if it weren't for the um, like the play the, style, the strategy, yeah, the fighting style, the strat. What is it? Strategy. Yeah, I mean, I've started yeah. playing it with one of our friends, Caillou, um, yeah. and it's it's a lot sort of faster pace the combat and stuff because um, you're sort of both going at the same time. Um, mm. yeah, see. it's good. It's good. Good. It's good. it's good. Crack. Nice. I'm a bard when I'm playing with Caillou, so oh. I go and around. You're a bastard music. when you're on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> rude. We get, it's that kind of podcast. You know, we're I have the power to kick you off of this call. You know? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny, Michael. You're such a funny host. You're still the greatest guy. Oh, thank you very much. I'm really, I'm glad to be talking to somebody who actually appreciates me. I Joe, appreciate you, you bro. <laughs> And do you know what? To show my appreciation, I'm going to ask you, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, well, I was just saying something. I, I, that, so that's right. I've been, I've been playing, first of all, been playing Baldur's Gate to death, playing it with my friend. I'm a bard. I go around playing the drums or a drum. Oh, okay. And with, with like your classes and stuff, you have like a, cert, like a certain set of like, ways to attack mm. and at the moment because i'm such a low level i don't have many ways to attack as a bard because i'm kind of like a support character rather than an attacking character but the one thing i have to attack is called uh something mockery some, something mockery right which is basically mm. me, me them calling them a, my character calling them a cunt oh <laughs> yeah there's 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 one of the because it does like a little dialogue when you do it and one of them li- I, literally I think he said you look like a a snail a smelly snail twat or something like that. Is this coming off the back of when we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons that time and you could fuck someone off to death? I mean that was just that was just pot luck. Was it just but a coincidence? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, that was a coincidence, but this is actually a thing, a spell that I can use as a bard. I see to hurt them with words. <laughs> yeah, you're good at that, Mike. You yeah. you often hurt me with your words. Yeah, I'm Stick hard to listen to and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been I've been doing that. So your power is that you can trigger people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> just call just call me Jordan Peterson. That's, that's... <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so I've done that. I or oh, broke my toe in the early in the week. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do that for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was going to be a really productive week in the gym didn't turn out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just starting to feel okay to put a little bit of pressure on it. So I might go back and do some exercises that are on a bench or whatever. Yeah. I'm not all my weights on my bum rather than my feet. Yeah. So I could probably do that. But I can't do deadlifts or squats or stuff like that at the moment because my toe hurts. Oh. What else have I done? Oh, I I um I listened to a podcast the other day. Uh it was Diary of a CEO. Oh yeah. It there was a body language expert woman person who got went viral because she did a talk on TED Talks or something. Oh, okay. And she was saying that on the t- TED Talk, she was saying that before you go into like a meeting or something, go do a power pose. Like Superman or, you know, like hands on your hips and tell, you, tell yourself you're going to smash this and all that kind of stuff. Right. And she was like, go into a cubicle or somewhere private and go do that. And then when you go into the meeting, you're going to feel great and you're going to smash it. And she was saying that someone contacted her saying that they did that before an interview and then they got the job and they felt great and wanted to just pass on their gratitude and shit. Now, when I heard that, that took me into like a, a, a moment of stone thinking, stoner thinking, right? Did that woman who took the advice feel like she was bossing it because it worked or because someone said it would work? Like placebo. Yeah. Mm. Like had she had done that without hearing an expert um, say that that would work, would she have had the same reaction? Yeah, no, I think that I, I think it's because it's kind of you're already in that way of thinking. That if I do this, I'm going to go in with confidence. But you already have the confidence because you think that that's going to give you confidence rather than that actually giving you confidence. I've gone yeah. outside. Take <laughs> <laughs> <Very> confidence more. <laughs> um, yeah, so it got me thinking. And then I was like, it reminded me when I was at school, and my form tutor was like, if you wake up in the morning and say, this is going to be a great day, it'll be a great day. Like if you really convince yourself it's gonna be a great day. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try that. And I tried it for like a week. It it never worked. <laughs> it's positive reinforcement, isn't it? If if you constantly tell yourself that you're happy or you're constantly saying, Yeah, like today's gonna be a good day, mm. then naturally you'll get yourself into that mindset where you will enjoy yourself. I think I'm too much of a realist though. That's the trouble. Yeah. Mm. Perhaps. Mm. Because I'll just be like, this is a great day. Get slapped around the face. Okay, it's not a great day. I'm I think you, you get slapped around the face often then. Yeah. I can imagine mm-hmm. you do, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, I do. Um, Just, you know, I've got one of those faces. Yeah. <laughs> got, yeah no, I've got a face for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how, what have you been up to, Joe? That's pretty oh, much been my week. Michael, what have I not been up to? watched tv shows oh i've watched a film oh. i've played a game oh and i've been to the disney 100 expedition ex ex expo okay. let's just leave it there so um to answer your question you haven't um conducted surgery you no. haven't played at the uh, london cine 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 photophic orchestra whatever you call it philharmonic Philharmonic. <laughs> you you haven't been to the tribes of East India. No. You um, haven't gone to the Louvre and thrown paint over the Mona Lisa. Now I um, understand there's, there's loads, why you get slapped so much. <laughs> there's loads you haven't <laughs> done, actually. You, you've done like the very minimal things. Like you, that's, I don't even think that's registered on the scale of the things you can do. Oh, fuck, I've dropped my remote control. <laughs> so I'll drop my remote control as well. <laughs> Take okay, that off the list. Add, uh, okay, maybe you're like point zero 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 one percent of things now. I've disturbed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, I'm going to start there. I'm going to start with the Disney 100 Expo. Okay. Um, it was really good. 
It's very descriptive. That's and then I'll right move there. on now to the movie. <laughs> um, no. um, so if, if anyone doesn't know what it is, so it's at the Excel Centre in London. Um, and it's basically all the Disney archives have gone on tour. So you've got like original drawings from Walt Disney. You've actually got his contract from when he started Walt Disney Pictures. Um, his drawings of of um, of uh, Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. Um, you've also got loads and loads of props and such from films dating all the way back to their first film, which was Snow White. Mike, when do you think Snow White come out? It was in the 60s, wasn't it? Or 50s? Further back. Really? Yep. Can't have been the 40s, surely. It was further than that. Was it really? Yep, 1937. No. Yep, 1937. What, the one that we all know, or is there one older than that? No, the one we, that we all know, the animation. Really? Yeah, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, yeah. But wasn't colour TV like a 60s thing? I don't think so. When was... But was it because it was animation that they could use colour? Because they weren't having to film it. Okay, apparently, colour television was first demonstrated publicly by John Logie Bird on the 3rd of July, 1928. Oh, there you go then. Wow, my, my grasp on time and history is poor <laughs> so they had some really cool things there they had um pixar's they had a pc that pixar made to do their animations and it was huge Ooh. um but they, they actually like purpose built it okay. they had the original machine that they used to i say machine it's kind of like a holder that they invented which was basically um you mounted it in front of the camera and then you could put glass stills one behind the other and that was what gave it the depth yeah yeah which was clever and they had that there um yeah as i say loads of props they had props from star wars props from um the marvel films it was very you know very it, cool. that, it kind of them doing that as kind of like because obviously they bought star wars and they're like, hey, look at all of the stuff from Star Wars that we have. But it's like, yeah, but it's not yours, is it? Oh, no, no, no. They only had the Star Wars stuff from after they bought it. So from like the the new trilogy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that, okay that's fine. So they had like Luke's, Luke Skywalker's um, uh, lightsaber. Did they have the broken Vader mask? They didn't have the broken Vader mask. No, that's a what? shame. That would have been cool. Mm. So they had BB-8, uh, Luke's lightsaber, and it said underneath, like, used by Mark Hamill in yeah. Star Wars, whatever Did it was you see? Did you get to see um, Samuel Jackson's one with Bad Motherfucker written on it? No, no, they didn't yeah. have that there. But I think he owned, he's got that. Oh, is he? Because oh, a, yeah. a, a lot of the actors have got, like, first dibs. Right. On, on stuff like that. That's how, like... Um, Ryan Ronald still has the Deadpool suit. I know. I'm terrible with names. Elijah Wood. I know Elijah Wood has kept so much shit from the Lord of the Rings films. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Because that kind of. I mean, it didn't make his career because he was already he'd already done like Green Street and. Nothing. Um, Green Street was after. Five kids. It? No. It was. Really? It was certainly after. It was after the first one. Green was Street. Was it? Yeah. Hold on, we've already established that your time frame is awful. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Let's have a look at Green Street. So Green Street's 2005. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure the first one came out in 2003. Didn't it? No, I think it was 2003. <laughs> oh, I'm still just demonstrating <laughs> my poor knowledge. Yeah, you God. almost redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, this one's saying 1978. I don't think that's the right one. Nah, that's probably when the book came out. It, that was like the animated one. Oh, um, right. I'm sure it's 2003. Hold on, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Here we go. It was 2001. Oh, fair enough. All right, so I did kind of start his career. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think it's the same with Samwise Gam- Sam Gamgee. Yeah, and, I'm not and sure then he about... was on Fifty First. He was in Fifty First Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. and then, and then didn't do anything until Stranger Things. I think. Oh, is he in Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it, have you? No. no. Yeah. Yeah, he is. 
Oh, okay. Exciting. Um, there was lots of Marvel stuff there as well. So they had like, um, uh, like a load of the helmets from the Marvel films. So it had a Thor's helmet mm-hmm. from Ragnarok. Um, you had Iron Man's helmet from Infinity War. Uh, Brie Larson's helmet from, uh, I mean, Captain Marvel's helmet from Captain Marvel. Uh, what else did it have there? Old Star Lords from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, was it Disney already by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Disney took over after the first Avengers film. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, uh, what else did they had? They had um, uh, Shang-Chi's costume. Interesting. It was just a really interesting day out. Like, it, it's kind of like a museum, like a Disney museum. Well, well I imagine it would be like the Harry Potter studio things. I imagine so, yeah, because it goes yeah. through and tells you, like, it's got some bits there that tell you how they actually created certain stuff. And mm. I didn't know that it back when they had, like, uh, Pinocchio and Snow White, mm. they actually filmed some stuff in camera, like, actual, like, live action, and then huh. translated that into the cartoon. Oh, huh. yeah. Really? Even mm-hmm. way back then? Yeah. That's interesting. It's pretty clever. It was very, very good, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would implore everyone to go to that. That's <laughs> there till January. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. The XL. Yeah. The XL. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Very good. Cool. Very good. Very lovely. Um, apart from that, well, when we come home from that, because me and Dan were in a very Disney mood, we mm-hmm. watched um, the new Haunted Mansion, because it's also spooky season, Michael. It is also spooky season. Um, really, really good. good. Um, surprisingly good. Okay, I was really impressed. Did you ever watch the la- the the first film that they done with Eddie Murphy? I was to say, is that the Eddie Murphy one? I, yeah. I remember watching it a couple of times when I was a kid, but I couldn't yeah. tell you it specific was a bit parts. Pants, right? To be fair, whereas this one, it's really clever because they've kind of they've used like animated ghosts, right? Uh, well, it's CG. But the way that they've done it, because it looks like the actual ghost from the ride, so it's that kind of cartoony look, and it works what? so well. So is it kind of like a stylized film then? Yeah, oh, well, it's, it's live action. So well, no, yeah, but, I'm, but like, is it is, is like the CG and like the yeah the style of it is stylized? Yeah, like it's not it's, like it's there to it's, scare you and be realistic. No, it's very Disneyfied, right? Okay, which I like because it's. They haven't tried, yeah, they haven't tried to make it scary. They've made it a bit spooky, but like it's quite comedic at times. Well, very funny at times. Right. Um, quite heartfelt at times as well. Yeah, overall, really good film. I definitely, I definitely recommend it, especially if you've been on the ride as well, because there's loads of pointers to the ride. Um, I, I haven't been. Ah, you well watch the watch the video on YouTube of the ride, and then you can compare. <laughs> then, um, have, they got, have they got a VR VR one? They haven't got a VR one, but there is a guy who goes in with his GoPro. Oh, right. And and he shows it off. Yes. Does Eddie Murphy pop up? Eddie anything? Murphy does not pop up. Thank oh. God. No. <laughs> um, oh, that'd be too scary. <laughs> that would be too scary. Uh, so it's got a really good cast. It's got Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, who you wouldn't know, Mike, but the listeners might know from Knives Out. He was one of the police officers. Uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson, uh, who you would have seen in loads of stuff. Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis. And do you know what? I never thought I would say this, but it's got Jared Leto in it, and he is incredible. I, I mean, okay, fair enough. I'm not really a massive fan of Jared Leto with his acting style and stuff, but well, he provides the voice for one of the ghosts and he smashes it. Um, oh, but also he's just voice acting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I was gonna say, there's a film I watched of him recently, which I can't remember if we spoke about on the pod. Just trying to remember what it's called. Went house of Gucci, was it? Nah. Where he plays Mario. Nah, it was. 
The Little Things. Oh, I've never did played I, of it. Did not mention. Oh, it's got Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and Remy Malik. Um, and there's like a a series of murders that have happened. They think it's the same guy. Remy Malik is um, like the new hotshot detective guy, mm. and Denzel Washington's like the former about to retire guy. Yeah. And they're sort of basically just searching it together and shit happens. Mm, that sounds quite good. What is it, it comedy? It, no, no, it's it's serious. Serious. I, I, I don't know, a drama thriller, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to give that a watch. It's really good. Uh, and it's, like you were saying, it's one movie I've seen Jerry Leto in that I've genuinely enjoyed his performance specifically. Yeah. Like, he was. He's really, really good in it. Yeah, I, I think because one of one of the first things I noticed because it gets into the story quite quickly, so mm. you hear Jared Leto's ghost quite quickly, and the way he performs it, he's not trying to do like scary ghost, right? He does it like a narrator on the ride, so that very welcome to the haunted mansion, oh, like so that kind like, of style. Yeah, like um. Exaggerated, like, yeah, like really yeah. characterized and over the top, and yeah, yeah. He, he smashed it, man. Like, yeah, fair play to him, really, really good. Um, and it really add to, added to like the style of like that kind of Disney fired element, right? Um, the one thing I would say is I don't know if, whether Tiffany Haddish was getting paid by all these companies, but there is so many companies that she brings out for our film. <laughs> Honestly, man. Well, that product placement. Yeah, <laughs> it's made. It's so bad. Like literally, within the matter of about ten minutes, she says that she bought some sage from Costco and bought um, a, a notepad and pen from um, uh, I can't remember where it was, CVS. <laughs> like, and yeah, there's loads of mentions of brand names and stuff <laughs> like that, but it always seems to come from her character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a scene with them eating, um, uh, eating, uh, what is it, Burger King in the car. Yeah. And um, he says, oh, my God, are these tater tots? And he goes, no, they're cheesy dippers or whatever they're called, but using the actual <laughs> brand name of what they are. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like so on the nose. <laughs> Drinking the drink with the logo yeah, with, facing with, yeah, out. I, I yeah, I mean, he's looking in the packet and you can clearly see the Burger King logo on the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not crumpled or anything like that. Like, it's, you can, it's pristine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conveniently turning the iMac just towards camera. Yeah, exactly. They pull the burger out and it's perfectly like symmetrical all the way around. It's not like yeah. falling out of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty annoying yeah, when they good. do that. Yeah. It kind of takes you out of it, doesn't it? It does, yeah, exactly. But apart from that, no, really good film. I would definitely recommend. Um, I um, I tried watching, on the recommendation of one of my housemates, uh, Total, Totally Killer, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Um, it's about like a Sweet 16 serial killer who kills people on their Sweet 16, basically. Oh. And he stabs them 16 times. Oh, and then he like goes missing, and um, you don't hear from him for decades. And then he resurfaces, and I don't, I don't know what how else what else happens because I got like twenty minutes in, and I was like, "This is just shit." It was like cheesy was slasher. Like, yeah, it was like watching like a, not another teen movie, but a slasher version. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you what. There, someone did do a very good one of those when she has to relive the day over and over again. It's her birthday. You're not talking of Russian doll, are you? No, no. It's a film. A film. It's a film. Happy Death Day, it's called. No, and there was a sequel. It. It's actually quite good. It's from Bloomhouse, who who do a lot of like um, big like horror movies. Oh. Wow. And it grossed $125 million and only had a budget of $4.8 million. Wow, that's yeah, that that's is impressive. Return, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that no wonder they've done a sequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool because she's trying to work out who the killer is, but then keeps getting killed. Right. And then whenever she gets killed, she wakes up in the morning again. Oh, I think I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I, I, I think it was quite good anyway for just yeah. like an easy watching slasher film. Yeah, yeah, 
definitely. Well, and yeah, it I mean, don't take t- itself too seriously either. Well, I don't. I think that's the similar case with Totally Killer, but I just couldn't get through it. I thought it was just pants. Yeah, writing was. I mean, even your description and... then didn't really entice me. Yeah, nah, it wasn't great. No, I will talk about the game that I've been playing, which is um, Spider-Man Two mm. on the PlayStation Five. Mm. Very good. Yeah, well, I, I mean, don't know whether it. the story is too short or if I just piled for it because I was, <laughs> I was going to say you have done it in the weekend. Yeah, yeah, but I was I did pile some serious hours into it like over the course of that weekend. <laughs> so, um, it is short. It is short, right. but an incredible story. So good, and you need to you need to watch the first one. You need to play the first one. And then you can play it, and then you can enjoy it. Although you got to play Miles Morales as well, but I haven't got that on. Either, so I can't lend you. That I was, one. I was actually, I was heading out. Oh, that's what I did as well. I went out. Sorry to interject. I will get back to your point of stuff. I went out yeah. to watch the rugby. Oh, uh, uh, we went to a pub, and obviously we lost, and it was very yeah. sad. And I feel like we got robbed, but England did incredibly well. Yeah. But when I was on the uh, Lizzie line, um, the Elizabeth Line line, as it is actually called. Um, I saw an advertisement, an advertisement Ooh. for said Spider-Man game. Ooh. But it was like two separate things. And it had Peter Parker on one saying, oh, I think I made it angry. Yeah. And then Miles Morales on the other saying, well, it made us angry first or something like that. And I thought that was a really good use of yeah. like double double advertising space. Well, have you seen the advert in Australia that they'd done where they had a big truck that was wrapped up in um, spider webs? I mean, that could just be Australia. It could, yeah, it could be. To be fair, it wasn't an advert are, at all. It just you, so happened you, to have Spider-Man written down the side. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you sure it's just like that's just not a truck <laughs> that was delivering Spider-Man games to a local store that just got happened. They got caught you know, up. A bunch of spiders was migrating. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's horrifying about the spiders? There is they have like I think it's like one time a year or something like that, where the spiders will use the the wind to migrate so you just see like spiders with webs like flying around everywhere i thought it was when the like babies get big enough they'll leave the nest i guess mm. you would call it and that's how they go because they that's you know when you're walking down the street and you're like oh spider web and you're like trying to pick at your face because you yeah. that's the same thing uh, it's just a spider trying to move on and it's take, using its, it's, it's getting web about to, yeah, he's using its web to go with Um We don't see Peter Parker having someone on the floor going, ah, <laughs> damn. So that's what you need in Spider Man films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People well, they the kind of had going. that in no, in no no Way Home when he accidentally thwipped him in the face. One of the Spider Men thwipped with the other Spider Man in the face. And he went, oh, this is gross. Yeah, but not like you have it's Joe walking down the street. Oh, no, that's true. What? <laughs> You're just walking through New York and there's just like odd bits of spiderweb everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just been swinging about. Maybe he made it biodegradable. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the ones that actually have the like mechanical thing for probably, but not the one that's... Out of his body. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's kind of gross but yeah really good game um they didn't change a lot from the first one to the second one which i know a lot of people have got a problem with but i'm in the mindset of it if it ain't broke don't fix it i think they've i feel like they've added enough to make how much did you pay for it um so you paid for a new story that you finished the weekend can can we bleep out the amount that I spent because I know that my partner listens to this. She's going to <laughs> kick off. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's I I haven't completed. I haven't finished the game. I finished the main story. There's other stuff to do. Okay, so there's replayability. Yeah, because there's there's actually like what they have added into this one is their side missions, but the side missions have got stories that actually quite enticing as well so i feel like you know with the first one they had um a dlc which was like a short story added on to the end 
Right. Whereas with this one, it feels like every single side mission is its own DLC because it's got like multiple missions that right. tell a story. On top of I the main story. I feel like certain prices for games, there needs to be a hot, like especially sequel games, there needs to be a whole lot different for me to buy it. Yeah. Hence why I haven't bought FIFA yet. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's not the right word, word I'd use either. No. I'm probably not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I didn't have a problem with the fact that it's quite similar to the first one. Because you don't have that attitude. No, because I yeah. buy FIFA every year. <laughs> Yeah. That's like the epitome of not changing anything from year to year. Yeah. From I mean, it's like it's like with City Skylines. I'm going to buy it eventually, the new one, because there is so much added into that. But with that said, it probably is because I don't have many of the DLCs of mm. the first game. Right. And a lot of what they've added in is what was in the DLCs. But yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, and one last thing that I will say about the Spider-Man game is it looks amazing. They yeah. really pushed the PlayStation Five to its limits, right? Um, well, that time one game did. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think Ragnarok did to That's an extent, but the <clears throat> the particle effects in this game are just incredible. Like, there's there's scenes where you see fireworks, and it looks so legit. Like, mm. and and you've got like the hair movement and. Ray um, tracing, that's a word that gets banded around. Oh, yeah, they've got good ray tracing, yeah, on, <laughs> like, puddles and stuff. I, I don't know if you're aware of a thing called Puddle Gate that, that was bounded about during the release of the first Spider-Man game. No. So Puddle Gate was, when they released the um, the initial uh, gameplay at E3, mm. it looked beautiful, and there was loads of puddles everywhere, and it was reflective and all that, and it looked great. And then when the game actually came out, there was no puddles. So everyone, they, they call it Puddle Gate. But where's the puddles? Where's the puddles? But there's plenty of puddles in this one, so I wouldn't worry too much <laughs> okay. about another Puddle Gate. But yeah, no, um, really good looking, really good looking. There's um, the main villain is uh, Craven the Hunter as well. Um, and if you ever see him, he has like a big furry jacket, and like you can see the individual strands of fur coming off of his jacket, which I thought was impressive as well. It doesn't just look like a big bulk of fur. It it does generally look like it is furry. That makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Well, is he going to be? Is he the same one that's going to be in the films? I is imagine he will be in the films at some point because he's quite a famous. There's a really famous um, comic book line called "The Final Hunt," where he right. goes after Spider-Man. Right. Um, I've never heard of him, if I'm being honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's quite a famous <laughs> film. Um, but there's there's kind of two stories going on in this one because you've got um, you've got Craven the Hunter and the Final Hunt story, but you've also got the whole symbiote black suit and Venom story as well going on. And it's yeah, awesome. So mm. cool. And there's a little bit uh, at the end where like, I was just like doing a little happy nerd dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're way more into Spider Man than I am. Yeah. Already, I think so. Yeah. Um, that might I be why I enjoy it. Uh, when, when I borrow the, if I borrow the PS4, whatever one you've got there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll like it. I think you will. I think you will. I think you'll love it. I don't know. It's so good. You'll love it. I'm skeptical. Hmm. I skeptical. I just, I just, it just seems like one of those games that just every mission is going to be the same. Like, did you ever play Waste Wildlands, Operation Wildlands? I think it's called. Oh, or Tom Clancy's. Wildlands yeah, Tom like Clancy's that. Wildlands. Yeah, that was. Yeah. To it be just, fair, it I just, was playing Breakpoint as well, and that's the same. It's just yeah, go it's here, just like it, like every people. mission is like copy and paste. Yeah. Yeah. it's not like that. There's no. definitely. The thing is, what I like about it is there is variety in the missions, but mm. also the combat is so entertaining that it, even the missions where you are like, go here, beat this person up, go here, beat this person up, mm. you want to because the combat is that entertaining, not like, fun to play. Right. But is it like, 
how different are the fights? Because now I'm thinking um, Dark Knight Rises, where yeah, so you kind of just think, button mash. I think with with the are you mean like the Arkham games? Um, I think with the Arkham games, there's not that much variety between the bad guys. Whereas in this one, you've got different bad guys that you have to use different moves on. Um, and right. when you've got about 20 or 30 of them coming at you in one go, and you've got one guy who's got knives who will block every punch, um, or you've got a guy with a shield where you have to dodge him first and then you can attack and stuff mm. like that, like you really have to think quick. And you kind of get to a point where you get so good at it that the fight scenes look incredible and like you feel like an absolute god right? when you're just like piling through all the um, bad guys. But yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the game and I'll let you make it up, make your mind up for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I should I should probably check out some clips of it to be honest. Yeah, yeah, do so that. I don't really, I haven't really seen anything. Yeah, um, but it's it's a really good looking game, good storyline. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. I would say, and I I reckon game of the year, personally. Really? Yeah, I think game of the year. If not game of the year, definitely like game score of the year because the music's incredible. Okay. Yeah. See again. So as soon as you said game of the year, I'm thinking it's going to be so hard to topple Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Um, and the, even the soundtrack for that's really good. Yeah. Um, similarly to you, Joe, I know you like to go to sleep with music on. I think you've mentioned that before in the pod. Yeah. I sometimes do. It's normally white noise, but last night I put the soundtrack for <laughs> Baldur's Gate on because <laughs> it's all like. Like choir and and yeah, yeah, like a classical type Scenario. scores and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it's quite it's quite nice. I'll check out some of the music then for that. There's one in particular. I'll, I'll send it to you. There's one yeah. in particular. That's, it, it was part of the sort of ending scenes in it, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you sounded like? You sounded like um, Hannibal then. <laughs> I ate his liver with some vava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. It's nice to see you again. Um, That's a great film. <laughs> that is a good film. I like that. Both that and Cable Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> right, John, I'm dying to know. What TV shows have you been watching? Well, I've watched two TV shows, Mike, both on Netflix. Mm. So one of them is a new season of um, a cartoon called Big Mouth. Oh, there's a new series, is there? Okay. Yes. I I feel like, right, the last couple of seasons have really dropped off in quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this new season, there was, like, quite a few moments where I was generally, like, laughing out loud. Are they still doing musical numbers? Yes. Oh, fuck but they're better. Are they? I think there's there's only two, maybe three. Um, one of them's very short. The other one is like um, a rap because one of the episodes or a couple of the episodes has got Megan the Stallion in as another as like a new hormone monster. So she does like a rap, but again, it's really entertaining. I know what you mean because I tend to find myself skipping through those musical numbers as well. But yeah. I, I found these, the ones in this season, a little bit more bearable. I mean, the fact that you said it's got Megan the Stallion in it doesn't really say that to me. No. <laughs> oh no! I'll give it, give it. A go. I mean, I'm if you watched, if you've watched the other series anyway, I would definitely say watch it because well, I think I think you would enjoy this one a lot more than the last few series. What, what season is this? Five or six? Uh, seven, I think. Oh, okay. So I've missed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think it was season three I dropped off of. Yeah. No, I can, I, I can see that. To be fair, season yeah. one and two were really good, and then yeah. it was meh up until this season. I would say. Right. There's some really. As I say, I was actually like laughing out loud again in this season. Right. So for anyone that doesn't know what Big Mouth is, it's um. It's an animated show on Netflix made by Andrew Goldberg and Nick Kroll, who are two comedians in America. Mm. Um, uh, and it's basically just them retelling their story of growing up 
um but obviously that their hormone monsters are like characterized and um there's other like um kind of characterized versions of things like grief and um anxiety and things like that and it's it's a cool retelling and i feel like even though obviously it's for an american audience there's still sort of times in it where you think oh my god yeah i remember feeling like that or that kind of happening to me when i was a kid and stuff like that but it's really good it stars um nick crow and john um mulaney who john mulaney is incredible he's got such a such a good voice and good good delivery as well so yeah, I'll, yeah. I would definitely give that a watch. Um, speaking of animated shows, Joe, yeah. before you go on to the next TV show, yeah. um, I watched the first episode of the new Rick and Morty. I haven't seen it yet. It's really odd because obviously they've they've recasted the voice of Rick and Morty, and and I oh, was does he play both characters? Yeah, he does Rick and Morty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they, I didn't. That's really funny. So I didn't really notice a difference with Morty because I assumed that that was the same oh, okay. person who did it before. Yeah. But you can tell with Rick that there is a difference. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking the, vo- to someone... the voice itself is very good, but it's like those little moments, like the burping and yeah. the, the stuttering. And Although stuff. he hasn't really been doing that much in the in the later series. So it was kind of like the first few series he used to do like the burps a lot, but. He kind of yeah, but what that. I mean is, it's like the timing of it. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? I f- I feel like the the thing that worries me the most is the um, improvisations mm. because um, he used to do a lot of that. The original voice actor, yeah, he used to go off script a lot. Yeah, um, and they were sometimes the funniest moments was when he was going off script. So do you feel like this one feels more scripted or do you think that they've written it well enough that it's not? I mean, I don't know if it's because I was sensitive to it being a new voice actor. Yeah. But it did seem more scripted. Right, got you. But that could just be because, like I say, I'm sensitive to it and I'm I'm sort of subconsciously hearing out for differences, mm. you know? Well, I mean, we'll have to see. It's only one episode, isn't it? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have um, to give it a while. I think there's two episodes out now. Um, yeah, I think the second one came out. Yeah, so tonight. I'll watch those two episodes yeah. as well, and then we'll we can kind of we'll come back to this next week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mike, mm. I know that you've been on the edge of your seat waiting for me to bring this show up. Yes. Just say it already. Do it. Sorry, I had to pause because I had a big burp. Um. <laughs> Stop delaying it. Yeah. <laughs> it, we watched. Well, it, it wouldn't be, Mike, a uh, Stephen Graham appreciation podcast if we didn't talk about Stephen Graham and his new show, Stephen Graham. Stars in Bodies. I thought going to say Stephen Graham featuring some bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a new Netflix show um, that come out what about a week ago it was on the 19th i think it was oh it's a friday i think or thursday yes um so what we're gonna do is because me and mike have well mike's watched the whole thing i'm one episode away from the end we will discuss the movie to an extent and uh, sorry the the series to an extent and then we're gonna go into some spoilers so joe what do you think of it um really good Really good. I literally, I put one episode on to see what it was going to be like, and now I'm seven episodes deep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I binged the whole thing in one day. Yeah, literally. And I'm probably, because I was watching an episode, I was watching episode seven before I come onto this pod, before we started recording. And once we finished recording, I'm probably going to watch episode eight. Mm. So, yeah, I will have it done by in within the day as well. My um my initial thought was this should have been or could easily be a Christopher Nolan movie. Yes. That was like my first thought. But like a lot of it was it's we I think we were kinda of talking about this a few episodes ago where mm-hmm. we were talking about cliffhangers and watching Yeah, we were talking about Loki, I think it was we were mentioning it about where you watch one episode and you're kinda of like, Oh, I have to watch the second episode now because the first one didn't really explain anything. Whereas this, it's kind of like, 
it's that because you don't really know what's going on but there's enough there for you to be like well what the fuck is going on yeah you know what I mean? See, I think it was like Loki because I feel like you've got like the first three episodes of this. It kind of goes for three episodes before it starts to kind of explain itself. Yeah, but I feel like I, I've I probably meant uh, One Division. Yeah. Um, there, there's enough there to create the story, and for you going, well, what's going on? I need to watch on to find out. Whereas with like, oh, so yes, like one division, it's kind of like you're just getting through it. Yeah, so what, that it reveals yeah, one division is just it's like talking at you, yeah, not to you, and yeah. and you haven't had your opportunity to ask the questions. Whereas with this, yeah, it's it, it is laying the the bedrock, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's it's incredible. So for anyone that hasn't seen any of the trailers or or anything to do with the film, uh, TV series is not a film. <laughs> um it's about um oh god it's so hard to explain without spoilers so a body turns up the same body turns up in four different time zones in t- four different time periods so you've got the 1890s uh the 1940s the 2023s so the modern day and then uh 2050s i think it is yeah, yeah. Uh, like 20 years after, uh, 20 years in the future. Um, and it's basically just kind of telling the story of of how it's come to be. And um, there's each, like a, a detective from each of the time zones that's kind of connected to looking into the murder. Yeah, and where the bodies come and from where it's and come. why it's there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But... Mike, what I will say before we get into spoilers is it's done so well to create so much character development for what about six different characters? Yeah, I well, I think the first two episodes I was like, it kind of felt like they were cramming a lot in for a lot of characters. It kind, I kind of got like eternal vibes, you know? Right, yeah where there's so many characters to fit backstories in and, and their character arcs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and not enough time, basically. Yeah. But then you get through the episodes and you get used to the characters and their stories become more in-depth and you get on board with it and stuff and it, it works itself yeah. out, I think. And I think for um, each of the main characters as well, there's really good character development. Yeah, yeah, for across sure. Across the whole thing. What I would also say, aside from characters and the writing, is the way that they've created these individual time periods and worlds is incredible. Mm. Oh yeah. What in terms of like visually, visually, like it it feels like, like the, the 1940s feels like the 1940s and you're in it, like you're in the middle of the blitz and then like the, the the 1890s or whatever it is, feels like it's Victorian era London, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They've done so well with, with creating those atmospheres. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out what the budget was because it's there's mm. a lot going on. It it's weird because it gives me like BBC um drama vibes but yeah. on a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can see that. Mm. Cuz there's even yeah. some stuff like later on where like they they have they've had to use a bit of like CGI and or pyros yeah or pyros yeah and it's and even that is really impressive for a series but i guess we're kind of getting used to that now because the likes of disney series and and netflix has just got so much money that they can pile that in Hmm. Uh, so it's a good cast Uh, quite an unknown cast i would have said there's no one really that i recognize from anything else but obviously apart from the god himself, Stephen Graham. Um, but you've got uh, Jacob Fortune Lloyd, who plays uh, Charles Whitman, who is the detective from the 1940s. Um, and Mike, I said to you before the um, before we start the episode, this guy, if he does not play Gomez Adams from the Adams family <laughs> at some point in his career, there is something seriously wrong. It, I don't know whether it's the moustache or what, but he, yeah, pulls it out of the bag. <laughs> He yeah. would make a really good 
uh, Gomez Adams. I'll tell you what, though, his Cockney accent's great. It is. It's so good. It is really good. It, yeah, it really is. And Like, it, like it seems authentic. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know what he sounds like normally, but it seems authentic. Uh, let's have a look. Let's see where he's actually from. California. Really? No, I'm joking. Um, he is born in Hillingdon, London. So, yeah, it, it would. Yeah. I mean, he would have had to put it on a little bit or like heighten it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, he, he, he's very good. And I'm sure we'll see him in other stuff. You've got Amaka Akafor, um, who plays uh, Shahara, who is the detective mm-hmm. from nowadays uh, in yeah. the 2023. Uh, You've got Kyle Soller, who plays Alfred Hillinghead, um, who's a detective from the 90s. Again, really incredible character development. And their costumes, Mike, as well. Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the makeup, like the hair and makeup as well, really good. Mm-hmm. And then you've got... That's what I'm saying. Like the way they've created each of these environments, mm. so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you've got Shira Hass, who plays um, Iris Maplewood, who is the detective from the 50s. Yeah. But each of them, yeah, really, really great performances all around. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously our... um. Fan favorite, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he, he puts on a great performance. I think. Yeah. Um. So, Mike, I don't know if you were aware, but um, I found out during a little bit of um investigation into this show that it was actually um a Vertigo comic book based on a Vertigo comic book, which was um, which was published by DC Comics. Oh. So technically, it is the best thing that's come out of DC this year. <laughs> <laughs> It, but it's not. It's not. It's tipped, not is it? No, it's not. The comic is DC, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the, not actually is... DC Comics. It was just a limited series that was right. published by DC Comics. Right. So yeah, that's why it's good. Yeah, because it's not. Because <laughs> it's no involvement with DC. DC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know DC meant Detective Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. Learned that as a bit of trivia yeah, that yeah. I didn't mean to bring up. <laughs> that's that's why it was funny because when they originally done the DC, it was going to be the the DC comic book universe sign. So it was D, it was Detective Comics comic book universe, right? Or something like that, and it just sounded silly. It makes sense because it's Batman's their thing in it, so yeah. he's a detective. Well, yeah, they started yeah. off doing well, like Marvel was the same before it was called Marvel. Well, mainly most comics. They started out as like detective stories, and then before superheroes were invented, right? Yeah, fair enough. The more you know. Think so. Think about it, Joe. There's still quite a few major spoilers in the last episode that you haven't seen, which I kind of need to talk about uh, in order to talk about spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. In, in so why don't we revisit it next week? Yeah. I'll tell you what, okay, yeah, that's good. Because what we'll do then is that gives the listeners an opportunity to go watch it next week and then get ready for uh, spoilers on this show um, yeah. coming in the next episode where we will do a proper full breakdown of everything that has happened, yeah. what will happen, because it's time traveling. Mike, have you got some trivia for us? Well, Joe, I haven't got any trivia for bodies, but I do have Stephen Tra- Graham trivia if you want to hear it. Um, so his paternal grandfather was Jamaican, and one of his grandmothers was Swedish. Oh, Despite yeah. his Afro-Caribbean roots, he's betrayed as a white nationalist in This Is England. Yeah, I've read about that when I was actually looking at some of the trivia on Imdba when I was watching. When I, was watching I am uh, DB. I, I am DB. He was awarded the o, um, OMB, Order of the British Empire, on December 31st, 2022, and dedicates it to his mum who passed away. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm glad that he's got that recognition. And apparently, he discovered Jodie Coma. Oh, did he? While filming scenes in one episode of Good Cop. Well, impressed by her, impressed by her talent, he immediately called his agent Jane Epstein and recommended the young actress to her. This led to a boost in Coma's acting career and to a friendship between both actors. When Coma won her BAFTA award in May 2019 for Best Leading Actress her performance in for her performance in Killing Eve, she thanked Graham for introducing her to Epstein and making her career possible. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. Because I, I really like Jodie Comer as an actress as yeah, well. I think, and yeah. that is just... 
yeah incredible that's it really about Stephen graham stuff <laughs> a lot of it's all to do with uh this is england oh okay um, like he's worked with vicky mcclure uh he's worked with shane meadows oh yeah i know shane meadows he's um, I think he's Black the director isn't he? oh is he Black... Who am yeah, I, he's thinking of I don't know he's the director of this is england um the guy i was thinking of was ian mcshane Ian, who's Ian McShane? Ian McShane. He played Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that guy. He's in um, uh, he, John Wick. Yes. He is in John Wick. Yeah. Yes. The New York Continental guy. Yes. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember seeing him much else. Yeah. Oh, I've seen him in 44 Inch Chest, which is. Uh, it's okay. Have you seen 44 Inch Chest? No. With Ray Winstone. Oh, Ray Winstone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a 44 inch chest and someone shagged my missus. Oh, no. And now I want to kill him. I find it really yeah. hard to buy suits. Yeah, because I've got a 44 inch chest. Big, big chest and little arms. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dinosaur. And you, and you know what else? What else? Yeah, bet 365. <laughs> Better play. Yeah. <laughs> bet responsibly. All right. Or I'll fuck you up. Because I'm Ray Winstone. <laughs> and I was in Narnia. He was in Narnia. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure. I'm sure he was in Narnia. I'm not check that out. Ray Winstone. Who did Ray Winstone play in Narnia? Well, what? What? Lion of Richard Wardrobe. He played Mr. Beaver. Oh, yeah. I remember Mr. Beaver. Yeah, that's right. I might go back and watch those films. They, they, they'll be a good reminiscent film. Yeah. To watch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know there's nice. there's lots of religious undertones. Okay, I I thought you were going to say that there's loads of um, Harry Potter likingness. There is that, Narnia. yeah. But I think the guy who who was it was it C C S Carroll who wrote those books. C S Lewis. C S Lewis. Yeah, I think he was like a like very religious, and you can actually like there's lots of comparisons that you can make between Christianity and some of the stories from Narnia. Oh. Yes, I forget that thing. He's Mister Tomness. Oh, um, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yes. 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 It's Mr. Tomnus. There you go. Tomnus, yes. So, yeah. But let's not forget that Ray Winstone's in it. Ray Winstone. He plays Mr. Beaver. Oh, Beaver. Oh, Mr. Beaver. Oh, big front teeth. Yeah. Beaver. Because <laughs> I'm fucking hard. Because I'm hard. Oh, I butt you with my teeth. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a big flat tail for patting shit down. Yeah, and a 44-inch chest. Yeah, it's hard to buy some yeah. still. Yeah, I'm a big beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, <laughs> shall we or shan't we get into our favourite uh, headline of the week? I think we should, because I think we're clutching at straws here. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many Ray Winston impressions you can make. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, eventually I just go into Captain Price or Ghost or whatever it is oh, from COD. Oh, from, yeah, Call of Duty. Target acquired. <laughs> Eliminated. We're leaving. <laughs> we are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite headline of the week. Is this on Sky? This is on Sky, yes. Yeah, Do you want me to share one. my screen? No, I've got it up. Oh, you've got it up. Okay, good. good, yeah. good, good, good. We've both got it up, Mike. Just a pair of guys getting it up. Um, <laughs> a woman returns from holiday to find her Atlanta home mistakenly demolished. A neighbour phoned Susan Hodgson while she was away and asked if someone had had hired a tear had been hired to tear down her property because workers had just demolished the whole house. Wow, that is not good. Um, Susan Hodgson found a pile of rubble in place of what used to be her longtime family property when she returned from holiday. I'm just left with a big old mess, Miss Hodgson said. That is. Could you oh, could you man. imagine? Could you imagine being on holiday and getting that call? That your house has just been demolished. Well, you wouldn't believe it, would you? You'd think someone's taking the mic. Well, just to uh, top it all off, he goes, when the neighbour confronted the workers, Miss Hodgson said she was told to shut up and mind her own business. 
when Miss the, Hodgson but, then sent a family member over who asked for the uh, asked the workers for a permit. When one of the workers checked the permit, Miss Hodgson said he admitted that he was at the wrong address. Oh wow! Jesus. I mean, first of all, could you imagine if they were home? Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> so I've just read the uh, a little bit further down. I think he owes us an apology and needs to fix the problem. No shit, Mrs. Hodgson. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, I hope he would have apologised straight away. But I you, mean, you're not just going to put it together. Fixing and the problem, you're not just going to like piece it together like a jigsaw. <laughs> they need to get. I mean, I don't know the way the way Americans. That build is their true. They need to get that Tyler on there, you know, from um, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get a big RV parked outside her house later. 90 minute makeover, wherever it's called. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Move that bus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That is. Um, sorry to hear about that, Miss Hodgson. The company did not mad. immediately return a telephone. Oh, hold on. So, yeah, the company did not immediately return a telephone message left by the Associated Press, in which statements to the Waga TV, the company said it is to it is investigating and working to resolve the mishap. It is not a mishap. That, no, that is a that is major a blunder. Like how? How did? How has nobody they, realized? And you know, you just know in America, right? They are going to go into liquidation because mm. they go mad with their like payouts and stuff anyway in anything. Yeah. But to have your whole house ripped down with all of your possessions God. in it, which is probably now destroyed, yeah. they're going to get like a multi million pound payout. Yeah, there's going to be a serious like. Um, legal battle here. Well, I say legal yeah. battle. They might just agree to pay them out. Yeah. Or claim well, I mean, it depends how, how far Miss Hodgson goes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I like, I know some things are priceless and can't be replaced. Yeah. But if they get a major payout, then you know they're going to be they're sorted for life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. Mad. Oh man, that is. That's Could you tough. Imagine. That is tough. Like, I couldn't imagine what you would think about it in those. You've just come back off your holiday to rubble. That is not good. I'm, I'm going. Um, I'm going a little bit off topic. On topic, I'm still on the article, but it's it's not to do with the article really. Right. So we we found this article on SkyNews.com, and you obviously got the headline. You got the little blurb before it goes into the picture, and then the actual article. Just in between the blurb and the picture, there's listen to this article, yeah. and it's audio created using AI assistance. Yeah, so it just reads out it. Yeah, it reads that's, it, and then that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I like the world we live in. It's that's good. that's well. Nice. There's some bad things, but there's good things as well. Yeah. Yeah, like people like, like, like down your ass. Let's just better say that. Yeah. <laughs> But don't worry, Mrs. Hodgson, you can hear all about it through AI assistance. There you go. You, you can, can relive listen. that moment over again. <laughs> thanks to <laughs> thanks to the amazing uh, technology that we have at our disposal. <laughs> well, yeah. And you can Before even Ms. make Hodgson. it sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> Telling you how bad <laughs> things really are. Or have it soothed to you by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I'm over to try that. Do you reckon? Do you reckon she? Do you reckon she lives alone? Because it's only talking about Miss Hodgson. I think she does live alone. Yeah, I. That's so sad. That was kind of the, yeah, the thing that I got. But yeah, man, that is um, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Poor girl. Aww. Well, Miss Hodgson, if you're out there, we hope that everything works out in the end, and um. I would like to caveat, by the way, when we say this is our favourite headline, this isn't necessarily because it's a good thing. It's just something that's caught our eye. Yeah, had a, something that's caught our eye, um, and this certainly did. Yes, definitely. Poor Miss Hudson. Yes, uh, and this is new. This was like two days ago. Oh, yeah, it was very recent. Poor girl. Yeah, oh, might keep an eye out. See what happens with that. Oh dear. Yes, we will. Well, if we hear any developments about Mrs. Hodgson or her um, 
lack of lack thereof house um mm. we will be sure to update you all yes um before we say our goodbyes joe yes i just want to give a massive shout out to one of our listeners oh go on then i dare you can you remind me her name jenny okay so one of our listeners has got in in touch with us saying that they introduced the podcast to their mother jenny who is now an avid listener listens to it every wednesday about nine o'clock and is a huge huge fan so jenny if you're listening i hope you are thank you so much for listening and we love you you're great we do indeed thank you jenny top top, top bird love it <laughs> <laughs> can i say that yeah I'll do is that, that allowed it's our podcast we say whatever we like <laughs> but anyway that's what we like to hear joe we like to hear that people are enjoying the enjoying the pod and if you just honestly just throw over dms slide into our dms message us on facebook or x or whatever it may be let us know your thoughts and opinions even if you've got nothing to say just say hi and we'll say hi yeah. back yeah. via the podcast yeah. we'll give you a little yeah. little shout out how about that and yeah i always reply to the people on instagram that, yes. that go promote it on such and such yeah. page i always reply to them yeah they're great chats that's awesome yeah that's yeah it's awesome that, that is awesome it that is awesome so awesome <laughs> anyway so yeah so getting get, join the chat today let us know your thoughts and opinions and we'll see you next week joe any anything else nope You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like so, maybe? Sew us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. I'd... It's so new. Sew us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel Pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today. <laughs>